Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Now, Peter knew that he needed to forgive. We, we had that first reading from Sirach, which is such a powerful um, testimony about the value of forgiveness. I encourage you to read that one over again. But Peter was wondering about, well, how many times do you have to keep forgiving him? I have a feeling Peter was thinking three would probably be a good number of times to forgive, but he, he decided to be, he knew Jesus was generous, so he thought, well, I'll amp it up to seven. And Jesus says, I say to you, not seven times. Now, Peter's worries thinking, oh, I was right, just three times. <laughs> but then Jesus says, but 77 times. And with that answer, that means seven times seven. It doesn't mean, okay, on the 78th time, I don't have to forgive. It means seven is that perfect number, and when you put them together, we are always called to forgive. It's not a matter of keeping track. It's to decide to forgive always. How can we possibly do that? Well, it's helpful to remember what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not forgetting or denying that an injury has occurred. Forgiveness is not allowing an injurer to do whatever he or she wants. Forgiveness does not require that the offender has changed or made amends. Forgiveness is not pardon for a crime. I can forgive you and still pursue justice. If my brother sins against me, have we heard something like that before? How about last week when you were here in church? You remember the gospel from last week? Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Now, last week's gospel was about fraternal correction. When somebody has sinned against us, it was about taking active steps so that it does not happen again. This week's gospel is about the attitude we take toward the one who has sinned against us. Do we allow the anger we feel when someone has wronged us to harden into resentment and hate? Or do we actively seek the way of forgiveness? Forgiveness is an active process, and it's something that we do as people of faith, but it's something that the larger world has figured out. You know what? It makes sense to forgive. They, they've done studies on forgiveness, what, what helps to move in that direction. And uh, I'm going to share with you three uh, phases in the forgiveness process. The first is uncovering, looking at the wound. It's acknowledging it is there and its effects. So the first thing is looking at, you know, what, what's the wrong that's been done and 
And to go ahead and confront the anger and all the feelings that we may have when somebody has done something to us. Sometimes we forgive too hastily without realizing the depth of the hurt. If we just immediately say, oh, I forgive you. Well, take a look at that first. What, what's the depth of what I'm forgiving you for? And only when we really know the way we've been hurt can we really forgive. So that's the first piece. The second is to make the decision to forgive. It's to have a change of heart, a conversion, an insight that my old ways aren't working. It's realizing that holding on to a refusal to forgive is like swallowing poison yourself so that the other person will die. It's making the choice to forgive. And then the third phase is reframing our attitude towards the perpetrator from what they did to me to know more about the perpetrator. And it's really, uh, you know, when you think about it for yourself, would you want anyone to know you just from one part of your life? There is more to you than that. I mean, think about if, if somebody knew us just from one particular day when we weren't particularly proud of the way we were acted, if they, if they judged our whole life on that. Um, one way of expressing it is, uh, my mother was this way and she was this way. We do reframing not so the perpetrator feels better, but so I feel better. It's so easy to get caught in black and white thinking, all is good or all is bad. It's beginning to develop empathy and compassion toward the offender. It helps us to develop empathy and compassion toward ourselves. I did the best I could with what I had, and now I have the tools to do better. It's to develop an interior attitude that moves from wishing them pain to wishing them well. This is a process. It takes time, perhaps a very long time. And it's okay to say, well, I haven't forgiven yet, but I'm in the process of forgiving. Now, that's, as I said, some things from the secular world. Uh, as people of faith, I think it all applies, but the other thing we do is we pray, and we pray throughout the process. We pray as we're uncovering the wound and feeling the hurt. We bring that to the Lord Jesus. We pray to have a change of heart. We pray, Lord, change my heart, that it can be a heart that can forgive. And we pray for the perpetrator to be able to see them as a human being. Lord, I want to forgive. Help my unforgiveness. Jesus came into the world as our Redeemer, the one who saves us from our sins, to proclaim God's love and mercy toward us. We pray that we will choose to forgive our sisters and brothers because of what God has first done for us his gift of forgiveness and mercy.